Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We wanted to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. A little bit, I'm promoting the problem, but the reality is as a collector, you have to know this. What's up, candy fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Every week we take a dive into everything going on in the world of candy and give you an idea of what to pay attention to. And David and I each have collections of our own, but this is not financial advice. Please do your own research. We are just here to have a good time. David, how you doing? I'm doing good, Nate. I'm, I'm happy that we're finally winding down with this leadoff set and I can't look forward or I can't wait for what's coming next. Yeah, we are at the tail end of the lineup number six drop, which means that every single player is in circulation at this point. We are just a few weeks away from Titan burning. So we're reaching a new threshold here. We're still in a little bit of a lull in terms of actual news, but continuing to have discussion around burning. We're going to talk about some of the things that we've seen with this lineup six in terms of sales numbers. We're going to talk about the epic titans that have been announced in terms of titans that were not guaranteed. Turn that into some conversation about what, what you and I are both thinking in terms of burning and what we're seeing other people talking about. And then we're going to touch on the Sweet Futures contest in terms of the submitting your draft order. We touched on this last week. But uh, yeah, just uh, an idea of what we have seen in our own research in terms of best bets for what order to put those guys into. But as we do, we will start with some current events. Couple, uh, couple tweets got put out from some community members. Josh Courage was one of them and just put out a cool tweet about some of his favorite pulls that he's grabbed so far. And it wasn't super obvious, but if you clicked into these, they were all pretty, uh, pretty nice cereals. So the Epic mm -hmm. Bogarts was cereal four. The Eric Hosmer was the perfect 250 of 250. And most importantly, he pulled the Vlad Guerrero number one, which is just insane. I can't even imagine what that was like. So shout out to Josh Courage. Had the opportunity to briefly meet at VCon. Awesome guy. So congrats on those pulls. We also saw a legendary get pulled by another member of the community, sent us this video in order to tweet it. Yeah, again, can't imagine what it's like to see that that Ruby legend icon pop up. Ended up being the Kenley Jansen one of one from the 2022 leadoff series. So congratulations on that. Another huge pull. In terms of sales, we saw a couple big 2021 sales this past week. The Taylor Rogers one of one sold for $1,000. And we also saw the Raphael Devers serial number three sell for 2200. So another big sale there. And then in terms of 2022 sales, the Albert Pujols perfect 250 of 250 epic went for $800. And the Brandon Nimmo, one of 425, went for $500. Uh, that, and that was the rare. So those are some of the big sales for the week. Wasn't able to tweet everything out. I was traveling last week, so I was a little, uh, I was 
slacking on Twitter. So I apologize for that, but gonna get back on that horse. And also David put out another solution video for the for the Stranger Things puzzles. We had phase three happen last week. Phase four will be happening tonight. I don't know if you wanna to touch on this real quick. Yeah, so by the time this video comes out, it will have launched yesterday. Uh, it may not be too late. It just depends on how week four or phase four is going to operate because phase two, when it launched, we had all the answers available immediately. So it was, it was a same night solve, but phase one and phase three, we had to wait days to get the necessary clues to solve the puzzles from those for those weeks. And so with week four starting uh, for us in just a few hours, but for you yesterday, if not longer ago, depending on when you listen to this, it may not be too late. It just depends on if we're still waiting for clues or not, or if the community was able to do an instant solve like we could for week two. Uh, but one thing to keep in mind is there's less prizes each week. And so in week three, once the solution had been found from the final clue, the prizes were all snatched up in less than 20 minutes. And so with only half as many prizes this time around, they're going to go quick. It just depends on how long we're waiting for those clues. Uh, but definitely take a look at the Stranger Things chat on the Candy Discord. And we'll hit you with the solution video as soon as we have one. But we, we just don't know what we're getting into quite yet. Yep, absolutely. So keep an eye out for for that video. Take a look at the old ones. Get caught up. If you haven't already, you do need to finish every phase prior to completing the, the current phase. So kudos to David for putting those together. And last but not least, there was a really cool interview video. Usman had the opportunity to do with Gary V and Harrison Bader of the St. Louis Cardinals. They ripped some packs, but cooler than that, they talked some baseball. Gary asked Harrison some, some good questions and it was a, a cool dialogue, so definitely take a look at that one. That was a fun one to watch and hope that they continue to do more things like this. I've said it before, I think that these player interactions and certainly anything with Gary are, are really good for, for PR and marketing and just having fun with the product. So those mm -hmm. were the, the, main, the main pieces there. In terms of pack drops, as we stated, the leadoff series is coming to a conclusion. It's not fully done yet. We still have five days left on lineup number six, so that will be done Monday night. But we've got about 9,000 packs sold on lineup six so far, which tells me that we're probably going to be flirting with the same 15,000 that we've been looking at for the last couple, maybe a little bit shy of that. It seems to be just a little bit slower than, than we've seen on the last two, so I think that we're tiring a little bit here. People are probably running out of funds. I know that I'm in a, a much more patient mode than I was in lineup one and lineup two. I've got those first couple sets complete, uh, whereas these last couple, I'm not even close. So kind of shifted my focus towards Titans and stacking. So just kind of playing the hand that we're dealt at any given point, but wanted to just quickly show this a few days left on lineup six. I think that it's a speculative play that we've seen the four and the five, uh, packs continue to go up just because of the lack of supplies so could be smart to grab a few of these sixes if you want to just stash not financial advice just a thought yeah so we're definitely seeing the 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 hierarchy play itself out with the the supply that we have with each one of these packs i don't know if you had anything you wanted to add to that uh, no i agree with everything you said you know i i think 
I think lineup six might even stay under 12k at the rate we're currently going because it is quite a bit slower. Most of those 9k happened within the first two days of the packs being available, and it's just been a slow trickle since then. But as, as we look at those older lineups, we, we see values, we see values continue to creep up. That there are occasions where someone will list, you know, 20 packs that they've been holding on to slightly below the floor, and so we see some up and down. But for the most part, it's been up. Uh, particularly and surprisingly, lineup one has had either one person or a few people really going in hard, possibly looking for that trout legendary. Who's to say? But there have been a lot of lineup one packs sold, and, and we've seen, you know, that lineup's price move quite considerably. And so once these are done being sold, since we don't know exactly when Candy's bringing them back, they could hold their value pretty well. Yeah, uh, I haven't kept close tabs on on lineup one. I'm not sure exactly what the floor is at there. I don't know if you know it off the top of your head, but the the premise is the same as everything where supply matters and a long-term mindset matters. So anything that is going to have less supply as we hopefully see a continued influx of new users, again, factor in the fact that a lot of these packs are vaulted, don't know when those are coming, that needs to be handled with care. So a lot of different things to, to take into account and make some plays, take some risks and go off your own premise. So. Just a quick and overview on that. Yeah, go ahead. That lineup one floor, it is holding at $40 right now, which isn't a huge far cry from the 35-ish it was at before. But it's not just the price move, it's the sheer volume that has been changing hands these past few days. With dozens of dozens of packs, if not 100 plus, just, just within the last week. Cool, good data. All right, let's take a look at the lineup six sales data here. So as we've been doing after a week of each of these lineups, we've got the top five players in terms of just sheer sales volume. So this is sales volume across all of their rarities. Obviously the epics are depicted here and we've got the epic floors shown just for a good benchmark to show where these guys are at. But in terms of overall sales, these are your top five players that have moved for lineup number six. I don't know if you want to speak to this well for lineup number six th this is again this is who we thought we'd be on top I, I don't see anything too surprising here i mean maybe that epic floor on tatis seems a bit high considering he hasn't played baseball yet this year I, I was expecting maybe that he'd have a slower start but one of the things that is definitely helping all five of these players is the fact that there's been so few packs you know as we said nine thousand packs compared to you know, 15,000, 30,000 packs for most of the other lineups. And so that, that definitely is helping their value. But but he's still a little bit surprising considering we don't know when he's going to, you know, be on the field again. Yeah. Like you said, nothing super surprising here. I think that the interesting thing about an injury on a guy like this is that when we saw, when, when we first heard about the injury, we saw the 2021 Tatis take a dip. And because we already had an established floor there and then you get bad news and and the price reacts to it whereas when this card came out he was already hurt and there's something interesting about the fact that when a guy is hurt he can't play poorly and so you've got this kind of frozen in time 
opinion of who that player is. And I've noticed this in MLB The Show in the past. And I think that this is a similar thing where you don't have any on-field performance tied to it. And so you don't have that fluctuation up and down. So maybe it's not as many have been pulled. Maybe it's a combination of things. But I think that he's selling on the premise of what what people want to believe Tatis is. And since we were already past the bad news of the injury, he just kind of is, is frozen where he's frozen. But just my own little theory on that. No, that, that sounds like a pretty good theory. And with Acuna coming back from his injury and playing the way he's been playing lately, he's been crushing it. Maybe the thought is someone like Tatis is, is going to do the same thing. And, and not everyone rehabs the same. But if he's up to 90, 95, 100% of his, of his old self in no time, then... I mean, then the value makes sense. All right, let's like take a look at the second half of what we do here, which is the the least sales of guys that are guaranteed a Titan. It's worth noting that the both the last graphic and this graphic, we're looking at lower sales volume than we had on the, the same lineup five or the equivalent lineup five graphics. And again, lower supply, lower sales in terms of packs and... So again, we're seeing, because of that, kind of a smaller gap here between the the least sales and the top sales. But these are the five guys that have fallen into that category of least sales volume that are definitely going to get a Titan. And while we do have Corey Seager sitting there with an epic floor of $75, the rest of these are on the affordable side compared to the, the prior list. You know, guys like Winker and Ray. Winker is the one that stands out to me. In terms of a $25 hitter, guy that was real good last year. Honestly, I don't know his stats off the top of my head. I'm guessing that they're not phenomenal if he's in this category right now. Probably off to a cold start, but that's a guess. I don't know his stats off the top of my head. So uh, with Seattle, he did have a bit of a slow start. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me was he was walking a lot that first month. And and I thought that was a great sign because clearly the eye was still there. Like He, he was, I think, leading the majors in walks for a short time. And so normally when someone has a good eye for balls, they're going to be hitting well as well. And, you know, just the average, the power isn't quite where it was last year. And so I think Seattle fans are maybe a bit disappointed with his performance so far since they picked him up for the Reds. But he's not terrible. And I think he's still got a home there and every opportunity to to make a splash. And so I'm a bit surprised to find him at the very bottom of this list as well. Yeah, it looks like he's hitting 214 with five home runs and 26 RBIs across 238 at-bats. So pretty cold, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and, and that'll explain it. But again, same as the conversation we've had in the past, creates an opportunity if you believe in Winker long-term. So we all have to make our own plays based on the guys that we like, and that's the fun of collectibles. That's the fun of baseball. Um, so, yeah. Do what you wish with this list. So we have had several... Well, more than several at this point. We have had 21 Titans announced. Well, there's a caveat to that, but we'll get to that. We've had definitely 18 of the epic tier Titans announced. So this is the, for those who are not familiar, anybody that already had a legendary one of one, if they fell into that tier, they're guaranteed to be eligible for a Titan burn. If you fell into the second category, the second rarity tier of only having an epic as your your top rarity of those 140 players only 100 of them are going to receive the ability to to burn a titan 
And so each day, well, not every day, but most days, uh, Candy is doing a trivia challenge at one o'clock Eastern. You can make your guesses on those three guys based on trivia. And then whoever the answers are ultimately are the three Titans that are being announced. So this list right here, it's probably a little bit small, but I'll run through it real quick for the audio listeners. We've got Kevin Biggio, Swanson, Mountcastle, Moncada, Josh Rojas, Miggy, Logan Gilbert, Paul DeJong, Nate Evaldi, DJ LeMayhew, McClanahan, Cease, Josh Bell, Pablo Lopez, J.D. Davis, Shane Baz, Alec Bohm, Adalberto Mondesi, and then these last three were the trivia today. Jermaine Marquez, Ahmed Rosario, and Kyle Lewis. We're pretty certain on Marquez and Rosario. There is some discussion around Kyle Lewis, so take that one with a grain of salt. We haven't gotten the official announcement. All of these get officially announced a few hours after the the trivia goes out. Obviously, they can't announce the answers right away, or that would ruin the fun. <laughs> but the Kyle Lewis trivia was based around a first career hit being a home run, which there were multiple potential options here. There were reasons why you might pick one versus another, but we are waiting to hear what Candy has deemed to be the answer for this one. I think Wilson Contreras was another potential answer. And then what was the the other one that you had stated? I believe it was uh, Willie Adamas. Willie Adamas, right. So there were a handful of potential answers different reasons why you might go for one versus the other. We'll see if Candy provides clarification or if there was a slight misstep there. Not exactly sure, so take that one with a grain of salt. But the majority of what you see here, this is all all accurate. The first 18 guys left to right are set in stone. Mm -hmm. And there's a a number of, of interesting plays here, all on the more affordable side than the one of one tier for a, a number of reasons but I don't know if there was anything that you wanted to to add to that. So uh, ever since they've been announcing the Epic players who are confirmed to have Titans, you know, and they likely had Titans before, but now it's just confirmed. Uh, I've been keeping track of how much their prices have changed week over week, and we see some pretty big action from one week to the next based upon these announcements. And... I mean, the dollar amounts aren't huge. We're talking about players going up from 50 cent cores to a dollar cores, but that's percentage-wise a pretty big jump up. And we have some players like DJ LeMahieu. It wasn't a huge stretch to think that he was going to be one of the Titans. With, with only 40 players in this category not getting a Titan, it seems pretty safe to assume that he wouldn't be one of the ones getting left out. But, but even him, his price rose this past week 154%. You know, we have other players, J.D. Davis, Josh Bell, uh, Swanson. Their prices rose 98%, so almost doubled week over week. And so we see a lot of 50, 60, 70% increases. And it's not, again, it's not huge dollar amounts. But if these are titans that you're going after, it just shows that you you can pick your spots and you can save some money you can save you know a hundred percent you know you could get a discount half off by buying it before they get announced and even if it's the difference between paying seventeen dollars for your burn points versus 34 i mean that's still seventeen dollars saved by you know by not waiting on some of these players and i think we're going to continue to see with each announcement that type of price move and so you can either, if you're interested in burning for a Titan, 
get in now before the price moves or if you're just interested in making a few cents you know you can use that announcement to sell at a slightly higher price than has previously been available yeah i mean for a lot of us getting a good deal is part of the game it's part of the enjoyment of it so even though on a given guy it's maybe 17 dollars instead of 34 if you're planning on getting a bunch of titans maybe it's 170 instead of 340 and it just means <laughs> that you are allowing yourself to have more funds to put in other areas and again it's just it's just fun to 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 buy at the right time so whether you're looking to to stack a player for your own titan burn or to you know flip some of them in order to be able to afford something else in the meantime these are the opportunities where before we have the information there is the ability to to try and go make a play and the downside is capped too because while some of these guys might lose something on their floor if they don't get a titan a lot of them are kind of already on the ultimate floor. So if the guy's cores are 50 cents and you stack a handful of those, can't really go lower than that. And it still is a valuable, you know, burn asset in terms of accumulating your other 49 points. So I'll pull, I'll pull that graphic up, but they all have use for something. So even if you make a play on a guy, you can still use it to burn for the, the 49 points that are not tied to the given player and it's kind of a, a capped risk there, in my opinion. So no, I think that's exactly right. And you know, even if you're not going to use them as assets to burn for your other titans that you are making, you know, you buy something for fifty cents, you pay fifty three cents after fees. If you can find a buyer for fifty seven cents, you've you've broken even, and, and that's not a huge stretch to think of. Of selling something for 57 cents if you know if that is what you want to do yeah you know what this is a little bit of a tangent but it's something that i think that we failed to state early on and assume that people know this but you absolutely need to find a way to have candy balance when you're dealing with these these micro transactions because if you haven't been paying attention when you when you buy something with credit card not only do you have an additional 3% fee on top of the 5% that you're pay paying for every transaction, but more importantly, there's a flat fee of 30 cents per transaction when you use a credit card. And when you're buying something for $100 or a couple hundred dollars, that's in the noise. But when you're buying something for 50 cents, it's a huge deal. So I'm not saying that there's a good way to do this, and this is definitely a problem that, that Candy needs to solve and is in the process of solving. We are supposed to be seeing the ability to load your candy balance using USDC uh, crypto as as a means to do that. And so that will be really good. And this has certainly caused some issues in the marketplace with people needing to find a way to sell something in order to, to accumulate funds. So a little bit I'm promoting the problem. But the reality is, as a collector, you you have to know this. You have to know that if you're operating at scale with these microtransactions, you're costing yourself 30 cents on every single transaction, which is material, materially significant when you're talking about a 50 cent or a $1 card. So whether that's buying some of these L6 packs for 30 bucks and hoping that you can turn them for a, a small profit to, to at least cover the, the fees, finding a way to give yourself a small stack of candy balance to make these purchases is a absolutely necessary uh, tactic in in both of our opinions unless mm -hmm. you just don't care 
And I respect that some people are in here and they're going to do what they're going to do. And that's fine. Not judging either way. But if you're trying to do it the most efficient way, then you got to have candy balance when you're dealing with these, these very small value cards. That's very important, as you, as you said, and it puts you in a difficult position sometimes. I recently was able to finish my lineup six, and so now I'm at 630 players out of 630. But before I was finished, I would have to make a decision. If I saw a deal on something that I really wanted and it cost $50 and I had $70 in candy balance, I would opt to pay card for that because I knew that I still needed to buy 20, 30 more things for 50 cents a piece if I could find a good enough deal. And, and yeah, 30 cents fee on a 50 cent charge on the 50 cent purchase is, is a 60% increase. It's, it's massive. It adds up. And, and so I would, I would be putting some of my purchases on credit card instead of candy balance to specifically free that balance up for those smaller purchases. And, and that's not a decision that we should have to make. And so the sooner they can get that ability to load balance to us, the better it will be for everyone. Yeah. Also, great, great point there. That's the second half of the equation where if you are making decisions, lean towards the the larger pur- purchase, the $50 purchase, the $70 purchase on credit card, because you're just paying that 30 cents once as opposed to $70 worth of, of microtransactions. So definitely keep that in mind. Play around with the checking the candy box, the candy balance box and, and see what it does so that you understand it. But yeah, definitely keep Keep that in mind. We weren't talking about that 30 cent charge for a while because it didn't matter when we were talking about the the 2021 cards. It was insignificant, but that is no longer the case. So keep that in mind. I don't know. Is is there anything else that you're doing specifically in terms of burning that that you wanted to touch on? So, I mean, as I've mentioned a few times, I, I definitely have enough burn points available for every single one of the San Francisco Giants who fall into that epic or legendary tier. And at this point, I've just got my fingers crossed that all of the epic tier giants are going to get confirmed over the course of this Titan trivia. I have stretched to to stack points on a few other players, but I am, you know, trying to identify those 50 cent plays where possible, those 50 cent cores, or, you know, more efficiently, those sub $1 uncommons. Because, you know, you can't get lower than a 50 cent core, but if someone's going to sell you an uncommon for 80 85 cents that's equivalent to getting two 40 cent cores and so when you're really looking for those you know low expense potentially high upside titans then yeah you want to look for those players that have uncommons below a dollar why people choose to list that low that's that's up to them if if it's worth it for them to recoup such a small amount on an uncommon you know that that's fine with me as the person looking for those deals if they're going to make that decision, then I'm going to be there to to profit off of it. Because when you get those 75, 80 cent uncommons, you can get your points together for a Titan for, you know, $8 for the 51 points, give or take. And it's just, I don't see how you can necessarily go wrong with crafting a one of a hundred for, for $8. You know, or plus the additional points, you know, $15, $16 overall. But it's it's just too terribly efficient to pass up on some of these players. And there are some bigger names that I'm, I'm eyeing 
and, and if they fall into my range, I might go for. But for the most part, I'm sticking with the the lower priced ones that I think are slipping through the cracks, that I think are going unnoticed. And and that's where my focus is right now. I want to get good value on my Titans as opposed to getting the very best ones. Yeah, in terms of the 49-point burn pile of random players, 50-cent cores readily available. To your point, the the most the cheapest option, the most efficient option is to keep your eye out for the 85-cent, 90-cent, 80-cent uncommons. Those are those will trickle out there. They get bought up pretty quick. You know, we've we've seen the uncommon floor sit at a dollar at at lowest 90 cents. And even at that, there will only be a handful sitting there. So if you're still in need of a burn pile, then keeping an eye out for those 85 cent uncommons is your best play. Although we have talked about the potential for having the higher rarity guys uh, or the higher rarity cards expedite the process a little bit. So keeping an eye out for the three dollar rares, the two eighty rares, stuff like that. It's a little bit more expensive uh, per point, but there's some value there potentially in terms of how quick the process will be to establish which cards you're burning. So I know that I've accumulated a lot of three dollar rares along the way. I've got a big stack of them. Don't know how I'm going to use them. Maybe we get some more information. I was hoping to know what they might be worth in terms of collector score, something like that. So again, you have to come up with your own opinions. You might do something that you regret. I know that we're going to do things that we regret. That's just the name of the game. We don't know all the rules yet, and that's just how this goes. And if you're going to get frustrated by that, then this probably isn't the right space for you because that's just how this goes. The ecosystem is being built out in real time. Candy doesn't know everything about what it's going to be. So what those other collections or collecting challenges look like, we don't know yet. Is a rare going to be better to to keep in your collection for some type of collector score that I'm just hypothesizing on? Or is it going to be better to use it as a, a quick tactic to burn points faster when you're trying to go for a guy like Trout or something like that? So it's just we're just trying to give you things to consider, and then you have to decide where you want to put the weight because there are no definites. There are no you know right answers here. It's just knowing which factors to to have in mind when you're making these decisions. So for me personally, I, like I said at the top, I've shifted away from focusing on my full sets and shifted almost entirely to focusing on Titans and, and different elements to Titans. So I've got a couple guys that I'm looking at every single day, you know, a couple times a day, quick search, what's the floor at? Do I want to grab the one off the floor? Is there anything sitting there that I'm, that I'm wanting at the price point? Uh, unfortunately, they've, the floors have crept up as the, the packs have gone away and the supply is you know set into a, a certain number. So we have a lot of floors getting established. Some of them are creeping up. But for me, it's keeping an eye on those guys. It's keeping an eye on the general floors of any given card that we know are of value. And just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at a wait and, and see what we got here. I'm, I'm enjoying seeing the, the Epic Titans come out each day in terms of the trivia and seeing if some of this, the, the plays that I've made on stacks are going to come to fruition. You know, I've got a good number of guys that, that I stacked in that tier on speculation. So it's kind of a wait and see period right now. You can make some, some little plays here and there, continue to work on the, the guys that, 
that you've already targeted to be your your titan burn but for me we are a couple weeks away from getting more information on on what this looks like and i don't know i i think that the i think that some of these cheaper titans in this epic tier are still really intriguing because again we don't know what the long term is we don't know what collection goal might be affiliated with these there's going to be titans left on the table here so there's opportunities and personally i'm not too worried about how long it's going to take to burn because i still see for the most part that very few players are going to be in danger of hitting 100 titan crafts there, there are those few there are those those trouts those otanis those wander francos bryce harper was from lineup one so he's a strong possibility as well you know there, there's maybe a dozen players that you can real realistically say will not only hit 100 but are going to be hotly contested and, and in those cases that little bit of speed by burning epics or rares instead of cores it might matter but for the most part i'm content picking up 17 cores or you know picking up eight uncommons on one core because for one i, I don't think it's going to matter for the most part and for the other i'm generally believe i'd be quick enough anyways even if it was a bit of a race and then i guess for third I i'm not targeting those top players to begin with for the most part there's a couple i have my eyes on my wife was lucky enough to pull an epic wander franco so i've got her stacking him to to get his 51 points i'll have to make sure she's ready the day that his name comes up but other than that, I I'm not targeting the Trouts, the Otani. Those, you know, they're a bit out of my price range. And so I don't have to worry too much about the speed involved. But I do think we're going to find out soon enough, you know, what that entails. I think that tutorial for burning can't be more than a couple weeks away. A and I think that that will clear the air. A and I hope that they're going to make it so it, it evens the playing field where you can, you know, set up your stack in advance and then it would only be a rush at the last minute. Or, you know, we'll see. We'll see. There, there's still stuff we don't know. But what we do know is that the supply just isn't there for most of these players to, to have a shot at 100 Titans. And, and so you don't need to be worried about the majority of them. Yep, definitely. It's those select few guys that, that you have to consider that, at least in our opinion, we could be wrong, but David's got the data. And it usually adds up. So that's all That's all my take on this. You got anything else or you want to shift to the sweet futures? Uh, I think that's pretty good on burning. I, I'm interested, you know, we've both talked about it at length. I would be curious to hear how other people are approaching burning. And so if someone else has, has a different or unique approach that they're going for, we'd love to hear about it on Twitter or in the YouTube comments. You know, let us know because, you know, that's something we can talk about next episode perhaps if we see something that stands out as as an innovative or good idea yeah who are you stacking what have you noticed what has gone right what has gone wrong let us know for sure so let's quickly touch on the sweet futures draft order contest we touched on this real briefly last week but basically the way that this is going to work or the way that this is working and i'm not sure what the deadline is i already submitted mine but the Sweet Futures contest consists of taking the eight Sweet Futures basketball players and as long as you held at least one, just 
one core in your account, you are eligible to submit your prediction for what order these eight players are going to be drafted in. So you're not picking where in the draft they're going, you're just picking them relative to each other. And based on our research, this is the list that you should be considering. And this isn't super tough to find. You can do your own research as well. But basically, there are two spots here, Johnny Davis and Jalen Duran, as well as Kendall Brown and Bryce McGowan's. Those are your two flips that it's tough to call who's going to go in what order. The rest of these names are pretty safe plays in their current slot. Chet Holmgren is a lock to be the, the first on this list. Uh, and then Murray, Wesley, and Davison are all pretty safely in their positions as well. But Johnny Davis and Jalen Duren, as well as Kendall Brown and Bryce McGowan's on the list that I was looking at, you know, a lot of these mock, drafts li- mock draft lists, they are literally right next to each other. And that's mm-hmm. on a much bigger list than, than eight guys. So it, it comes down to about four options, in our opinion, of how this might go. And, and this is the list that we're looking at. And some of this information has changed over the past you know, week or two. There were earlier lists, earlier mock drafts, where I saw Blake Wesley maybe slipping down to that sixth spot. Uh, and I don't know if it was Kendall Brown being valued higher at the time, and maybe he's the thing that's changed. And, and as his value has gone down, Wesley's spot in number five has become more secure. But, you know, even just from last week, people are saying different things. You know, there's, you know, different articles, different drafts. But at, as of today, this seems to be pretty secure. And I believe the draft is actually taking place tomorrow. So by the time this comes out, the draft will already be happening or will have happened. So hopefully they got their picks in already. But this is generally what we're looking at right now as far as what seems most likely. Yeah, not much else to say on this. Obviously, any cool little contest like this is a, is a fun fun element to candy. And if you didn't know, basically anybody that gets their list right will be submitted into a lottery, and then five people will be selected from that lottery to get a signed jersey of one of these eight guys. I believe it's of your choice. So that's how that's working, and it's nice to see some some continued uh, engagement like that fun contest. So. Keep an eye out for things like this in the future as well, even if you missed this one. But uh, and, yeah, and as like in addition to this contest, Candy's still been giving away tickets to ball games for people who have been purchasing packs. Uh, I believe right now they also have a new giveaway for people who are buying the plays of the day, and, and it's just in most cases one purchase a week has people entered to to potentially be a winner of a couple of baseball tickets. And so it's nice to see them adding these, these real life rewards, you know, these real life experiences on top of these collectibles. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I think that that is pretty much what we got here. Are you gonna, you gonna rip a, rip a pack here? Yeah. um, I think we are winding down from our pack ripping season, but I was looking through my collection and I still had an extra lineup six pack line around and so for this episode at least i'm gonna tear into it see what we get it's just the one pack this time around but you know that's kind of where things are at right now we, we've had a fun season of of new packs new rips just about every week 
And now we're gearing up for something different. We're gearing up for, for burning, for Titans, for whatever's coming next. And so we'll consider this the, the final pack for the time being. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely be ripping more in the future. There will be more drops. But right now, we're going to shift to just whenever we're feeling it. So let me, uh, let me pull this up here. And there we go. Gotcha. We're live. And it looks like we're live. So it's just, yeah, the one pack, lineup six, most recent lineup. So it's got the fewest supply. Makes me feel good about that. And I bought it pretty early. So it's got a nice double digit number. Pack number 34. Big poppy cereal. And let's just get right into it. Okay. No black screen. That's always a good sign. Good start. And well, well, we I got the the reveal of the rare, but then we immediately froze. It seems to like to freeze yeah. right when. Uh... Oh, this time it's different. This time it's not my stream that's frozen; it's my pack reveal that's frozen. Oh, that's exciting! I am stuck. I can see the blue gem as well. It's kind of a cool oh, spot for it to be frozen. That's interesting. Well, that is unfortunate, but at least. We now have the ability to see in order of uh, when you received it. So you don't have to go yes. digging, but that still so sticks. let's pull up the collection and let's pretend to, to be surprised by what we see. And would you look at that? A rare. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so we had a core, uh, Cesar Hernandez for the Washington Nationals. A core, Amir Garrett for Kansas City. A core, Jorge Soler for Miami. The uncommon was Mickey Moniak for the Phillies. And then the rare, Tucker Barnhart for Detroit. I can't even pick up the jersey. Okay, for Detroit. Who had it? Mickey Moniak was a nice load serial, serial 58. Mm -hmm. But it looks like he's jersey 16, so that's a miss. But still a nice double-digit serial just the same. I feel bad how many times you have frozen in one way or another when opening a pack and i mean i'm gonna I, jinx it but uh it hasn't happened to me yet so i, I did a refresh right before too i, I wanted to, to stack those odds in my favor but uh okay i guess we're gonna end on a slightly sour note with the pack rip <laughs> happy with the rare that, that pairs nicely with the two rares i pulled last week uh, so i haven't had any standard packs in a little while yeah, that's five straight five straight rare packs between the two of us, actually. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. So, I'll be happy about that. I'll have to check the values on those cards later. I already had my 630, as I mentioned earlier, so these are all duplicates. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some of them may be upgrades to the card I was already holding on to. So I'll have to take that into account. Well, with that, we are done. My name is Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Appreciate everyone that makes it to the end. You really are appreciated. We enjoy doing this and uh, communicating with you guys back and forth. So thank you for being here, and we will see you in the next one.